0: It was revealed that the mail bomber who lived in his van worked as a DJ at a strip club. Yeah, I heard you the first time when you said lived in his van.
1: In the wake of the Pittsburgh mass shooting, an organization sent therapy dogs to comfort the community. The community said thanks, but we'd prefer therapy gun regulation.
0: The White House lawn was decorated with pumpkins, hay bales, and corn stalks for the children's Halloween party held over the weekend. It was cute. They even set up a maze where kids could run away from ICE agents. Oh, Oh, It's Halloween. It's supposed to be scary. Uh,
1: President Trump plans to sign an executive order reversing birthright citizenship for babies of non-citizen parents born on U.S. soil. Trump plans to reverse every constitutional right until he's legally allowed to deport Tiffany.
0: It's his daughter, not the singer. Uh, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Brian Kemp was caught on tape expressing fear that residents will exercise their rights to vote he shouldn't worry everyone in georgia has decided to stay home after they heard the word exercise oh oh have you been there
1: president trump and melania did not dress in costume for the annual halloween party at the white house they did wear their usual disguise of a happy couple
0: and mm-hmm. finally, tomorrow is Halloween, and there are no shortage of do-it-yourself costumes based on current events. But as a public service, your friends here at the Trump Report want to be the voice of reason and discourage any of you who are considering going out trick-or-treating as Megan Kelly in blackface. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to
1: AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk.
0: Now let the buzz. Begin. Yes, it is indeed the Eve of Destruction, or our last show before the midterm elections next Tuesday, which we have a special announcement about next Tuesday's show, when and where to find it. Well, the where is is here. It's the when. But uh, welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt, joined, as always, by Chelsea Galicia. Hello there. Tamara Brown. Hi. And Scott Moore. Hey, guys. Uh, Scott, you weren't with us last week, but I assume that's because you were just buried under all the latest polling data. I was, yeah, a lot of polls, an
2: avalanche of polling,
0: avalanche of polling, yes. and there's yes. a there's a lot to talk about. There is, uh, but we avoided talking about polls last week because <laughs> we can we can spout off numbers, but we can't. Well, let me speak for myself. I can't interpret them. <laughs> I just think the ladies would have done a fine job, but uh, I would have just been like, yeah, yeah, forty percent like this guy, thirty eight like the other guy, and twenty percent don't know. I don't know what that adds up to. Uh, anyway, uh, there's uh, so much to talk about uh, this week, and if you're watching live in the chat, welcome, Storage Yard resident. We appreciate seeing you there, uh, and uh, leave us your comments, questions, concerns, and if you're our biggest fan, make sure you let us know that you're our biggest fan. Uh, there's uh, obviously a lot to talk about, uh, as is so often the case when we start the when I start thinking about this show towards the end of the week before what I always think is going to be the thing we talk Mm. about, ends up being uh, bumped by a uh, bigger, and in this case, more tragic story. But I do want to start with the pipe bomber. Uh, And we're able to have a little bit more of a lighthearted take on this because uh, no one did get hurt, which is a relief because if you had to talk about it seriously, you'd have to brush past the fact that he's a bodybuilder who fancied himself one day, hopefully aspiring to be an exotic dancer, uh, so uh, which tells me that I guess he he his car was so covered in stickers and memorabilia that he'd covered up the mirrors, so he thought that he had a chance to one day be an exotic dancer. So uh, so much uh, to say about him. He appeared uh, in in court today, and uh, also we find out that he had a uh a a target list i was gonna say an enemy list but uh i I think i think a lot of people were this guy's enemy uh and i think that where it's interesting to start with this was this story comes out and you start seeing pictures posted online and in the news media of what the packages looked like and it was like oh look the stamps aren't even canceled and you get thrown around the uh the the term uh false flag that you hear a lot thanks to alex jones uh which in and of itself is usually a false flag interestingly enough it's a nice catch-22 that false flag is in of itself a false flag and uh the idea that well cnn is pretending that someone sent this to them because uh they don't like the president and uh all of that and i mean that's where we're at now is like you know that's what the the That's how people feel about the news media, you know, is that they're like, well, they're going to make these things up. And uh, I guess when the FBI says, no, you know, we were really investigating this. This is a real guy. But then when you get the guy, it's like, oh, those stickers, they look too nice. He's down there in in South Florida. They would have been faded by the sun. And, uh, you know, and despite the fact that people are like, oh, you know, this guy delivered my pizza. He's (laughs) effing crazy, you know, and, and so there's all this evidence. People had posted pictures of his van on Twitter. You see, like, you know, because if you see that van, one, under no circumstances do you get in it, but two, if it is parked and you feel like you're not going to be stabbed, you will definitely take a picture of it because, like, I, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy. So, uh, a little bit to digest there before we talk about it, it in and of itself, but, uh, Tamara, I wanted to start with you about sort of the, the reaction from well, some in the media, but mostly uh, Twitter, which I know we don't like to talk about as much here, but uh, there was there was a very vocal contingent of this isn't real. This guy, this guy, this guy looks like he wouldn't try and blow up somebody. Uh, what are your thoughts when you when you realize that uh, that's where a story tends to go these days when, when something like this breaks?
1: I think the strangest thing that I heard was um, somebody, a Republican that I saw posting online was like, he's not a Trump supporter. They keep saying that he's a Trump supporter. And it's like... How is he not a Trump supporter? Yeah, his van he says it. he's a
0: Trump supporter. <laughs> you know, got, I mean,
1: he's literally got it written all over the place. Like, how does? I don't know how even Fox News or whatever would spin. Oh, he's not even a Trump. Like, how? how
0: well, I mean, Fox News is the no-spin zone, but I understand what you're saying. If they were to <laughs> um, try and spin it, yeah.
1: But I was just thinking just now. Oh, have like have you guys? Anybody on the panel? No. There's a there's a truck that is mostly seen I haven't seen it myself but friends are always Instagramming it it's seen mostly in the valley yeah around here I I, I know the one yes I have yeah and it's got like it's got like a big Jesus thing on the back and it's got like some bible verses but it's got a lot of like Trump like pro-Trump stuff all over it and I've been wondering I'm like I wonder if anybody's like questioning well he'll be on the show next week (laughs) good good
0: good
3: I mean, it's certainly causing more scares. Last night, I was trying to drive across town in the city that I live in and like 20 blocks were shut down because of a suspicious package under a U-Haul truck or something. Mm-hmm. And that, so everybody is certainly in real life on the edge, pretty nervous whether or not people want to think it was all a fake thing. But I I, I guess the I was also interested in, in people claiming or disclaiming his association to Trump. And I think that what there is to know is about the it's a mostly about the rhetoric It's like whether you're whether you believe he was pro-Trump or not, you see that he was pro-hatred. And that's a close enough association to the Trump brand for me.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: by the way, in the chat is uh, Atheist for the Cause who says, is this a right or left leaning show? How about we report, you decide. You'll see. You, you watch for a few more minutes and you tell us and then uh, we'll know what you think. You've uh, made, already made a few follow-up posts, so welcome to the show. But uh, we'll address that. Uh, Scott, when uh, you you know you hear obviously about these bombs, and of course there's always the relief that they don't go off. Uh, regardless of who they were sent to, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's uh, we can joke all we want about Mike Pence, but we don't want someone to send him a pipe bomb that goes off, or one that doesn't go off. By the way, you know, there's a, there's plenty of other things to do with with the mail. You know, you can, I don't know, can you register to vote by mail, Chelsea? Would that be a better weapon? Or or send a bunch good? of postcards. Y- yes, well, you <laughs> could do that. Uh, but uh, so, Scott, when you hear this, uh, what are some of your thoughts about uh, before we talk about well, the pipe bomber himself?
2: Well, I mean. Uh, Without the actual pipe bombs being sent themselves, like like Chelsea was saying, it's the rhetoric that has been ratcheted up over the past couple years that has um, allowed some of these people to, when they live in their own bubble, to continue to get more and more enraged. Feel um, emboldened. Exactly, because they feel that when you have a president or a leader of a party or whatever um, condoning a lot of this, it does lend itself to making people feel like you said emboldened or that might be a little bit mentally unbalanced to think okay well this is uh perfectly okay to do um and then in in regards to the fact of people calling it false flags and whatnot is the sad truth that that also because we're all in our own little individual bubbles is that we're basically in a post-factual world now that facts don't matter anymore um it doesn't matter whatever the president says or write on down to anybody else uh, if you're watching fox news or MSNBC, or whatever you, you, you watch. Or if
0: you read the failing New York Times. Uh, you read the failing yep. New
2: York Times, or the failing uh, Los Angeles Times. It's very easy I to... Like that one really is failing. Um, but anyway. <laughs> which I still get the the old school paper edition every day. But um, you, you do see that it's easy for people to just say whatever they want, because we're in a post fact society, and nobody cares, because you'll always find people that will agree with you. And however crazy uh, false flag type logic that you have, there's going to be a group of people that are going to believe you. And that's the kind of the scary thing as we move forward, that... Less and less facts are going to be considered real, and we're going to move into... We're
3: we're past facts, and we are Mm in the
1: age of... It's whatever you you believe. Believe what you want. Yep. I got into a conversation Mm -hmm. last night with a veteran. He was young, probably like mid-20s veteran, um, mixed race. I think he was like half black, half white. Staunch Trump supporter. And I was trying to ask him why he supports Trump. And he, and I, I, and I led without even touching on any, you know, racist hatred stuff. I was like, "You, you, you're a veteran." He has not visited service members overseas in in the time that he's been president. How do you feel about that? He defended him with this largest grin on his face, and it's just kind. Of, and he had absolutely no facts about anything. He was claiming Trump isn't racist. This is after we continued on, and I'm just like. People, some people support him with absolute, they're, they have, it's just a, it's just a, it's a like, feeling. it's like, it's like if you've ever had a friend who is like head over heels in love with somebody, and they're in love with the person that they've created in their mind, mm-hmm. not the actual mm-hmm. person. <laughs> that is what people like the guy I was talking to last night are doing. Oh,
0: well, that it's it's all very interesting, push. but uh, also interesting when you uh, peel back a little more about uh, Cesar Sayoc, and usually I don't uh, like to give the names of the, mm-hmm. the, the people in these stories, but uh, it, this is, it's just, uh, I, I don't I mean, this is like... Even the, Chippendales
3: the... was like, we have nothing <laughs> to do with him. Wow. Well, <laughs>
0: I, I don't know why you'd say even Chippendale's. I think it's a fairly respectable establishment. It's no thunder down under. But uh, I, w- I would say, yeah, it's like just sort of like right out of an episode of like Criminal Minds or some, uh, you know, uh, one of those uh, procedural shows where you're just like, oh, yeah, everything about this guy points to something. But you if you know him, you're like, you don't quite put your finger on the fact that uh, this is what would happen. And I mean, look, it's. The the enemies list, the target list, whatever you want to call it, is basically right out of you know all, all the people that if you are a Trump supporter, you, you don't necess- you don't you are not going to like any of these people. And he interestingly decided to put a return address from Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office, mm-hmm. so you know in some cases, you know, like in Hillary's case, back, like, wait, is this really from Debbie? This is a pipe bomb? <laughs> but uh, so I mean, I don't, uh, I, 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 and you know, now he's saying like, well, there wasn't the intention to have the pipe bombs go off uh and I, I which i think is interesting because it's a, it's a lot of time and effort to put into making a statement where that doesn't happen um and he what faces more statement uh he, well i don't know what he's had in the way of a statement that's sort of uh uh we don't really know that much about him and uh you know and then we're not privy to a lot of the evidence you know and apparently he faces more than 50 years in prison which I just, that doesn't sound like enough, you know? I mean, it's just like, shouldn't there be, like, a, a potential count for, what, attempted manslaughter? Is that what it would be? It, or is it attempted mm-hmm. murder? An interstate, yeah. you know, using yeah. the mail for interstate. I feel like uh, 50 years for one image. of the packages, yeah. you know? So it should be I mean, one of those ones like where... It's a
3: compressive where... effect the more that you... Yeah. ...of them that you send out. So but, I mean, look, he's, as...
2: he's already 56 or whatever, so, I mean, already 50 years puts him all over 100, so... Not like he, it's pretty much a life sentence right there. Just
3: don't give him his vitamins.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus, Whitey Bulger died in prison, killed got killed in prison. Maybe you never know what happens in the mean cells. The reality yeah. of the prison block, and yeah,
2: the prison yeah, industrial
0: Bulger. complex. Mm-hmm. Whitey Bulger, it uh, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as uh, as, as we're talking about, obviously, there was the fact that uh, the story then gets replaced by the uh, synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh and. Uh, I mean, what well, we've been, this is the third year of doing the show. We've been doing it for like full two years. And I, I mean, there are times where we don't even comment on a shooting because of when it happens, but I don't know how often we have to talk about it. Uh, I, you know, I, it would be great if it was never. And, I, you know, as much as you say about it, there's, you're never any closer to any, not even a solution, you know, just like a, you know, a discussion of a solution. I think everybody's fairly dug in on this issue. Do you think that, uh, Chelsea, there's there's no number where people will be like, all right, enough. We finally have to actually do say that number should have been what you know, I I don't know, X number of years ago. I don't even want to put a number on it.
3: My sense is that nothing has really changed in how people feel or the number Mm -hmm. of the people that feel whatever that they feel. It's pretty much just dug in at this point. I think is the right term for it. Uh, Even even some people who I would be surprised to agree with Trump in the and the opinion that oh well there should have been people in the synagogue with guns on them i mean i just just the idea of you you at all times at all places have to be that prepared to to shoot to kill it it, it just is a massive just bummer like we that well, we just can't have or trust that you know in this in this space you can let your guard down, like physically, emotionally, like in all senses, and just be safe. Um, and and that there is no such place that mm-hmm. we all agree. This is that why we, can we can't have
1: nice things. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, there's a
0: lot of reasons why we can't have nice things, um, but uh, this would uh, certainly be one of them. What were you gonna say, Scott?
2: No, I was gonna say basically what you were saying to, to kind of jump on what Chelsea was saying is the fact that uh, that the, the that we have to even think about that is something inherently wrong with our country and our mentality to think that somehow the president of the United States is saying, oh, if they only had a guard there with a gun.
1: Which um, they did.
2: Which is not the way we should be thinking. You know, it should Mm -hmm. be the opposite way. Where are the sensible gun laws so that we are not thinking, oh, we should have a a guard with a gun, which also would not have stopped anything necessarily. And they always talk about that. And it's the most asinine, ridiculous thing to say, because it does not stop when someone's coming in to do a, a... a surprise attack and you had police officers that were shot at and it's just it 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 makes it worse to even imagine us being in a wild west type of lawlessness where everyone's just carrying guns and cross shooting It doesn't make anything any safer and when police show up they don't know who's the actual shooter and who's you know the, the victim and and, right. and it just is it's not a, a healthy environment to be in it it, it is a sad discourse of this country to think that we've gotten to a point that a president would actually state oh if they only had a guard with a gun
3: i think the only thing that's changed is that nobody is saying anymore it's too t- it's too soon to turn this political mm-hmm. it's too soon to come up with solutions today is a day of mourning like we just Skip over that now anymore, and people just well, repeat what they believe in. That's um, true, and then, and then they move on. on. And that's mm-hmm. the
2: sad thing. And then everyone moves on. And 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 I I do agree with Christian. I don't think that there's anything that's going to happen to actually change anyone's minds, unless there's some insane thousands of people in one place, I mean, and you, you know something crazy that affects maybe a lot of uh, government officials or something. I, I don't see it changing ever, uh, which is sad
1: the synagogue had an armed guard and i heard an interview i think it was with a local synagogue saying like yeah in the the jewish you have we have security guards at our synagogues that's something that you you're used to we've always had that so they had one and that hasn't changed the the Mm -hmm. the nra defense of if only (coughs) we had good guys with guns to beat Mm -hmm. the bad guys with guns it's like well, we had that, and see, you, like you, right. think it Doesn't do the na- anything. The next the most move, stupid thing. Which, but I think suggest. a lot of us, uh, some of it, some of us do
3: that with money. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we have, we have n- money, but uh, it's still not enough. We yeah, need if we more, more money. More money, then we could do this, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. so that's just this false belief that I see a lot of people have when I'm working with people with mm-hmm. money, and it's like, oh, well, one gun isn't enough for a good guy to have. The good guy must have two guns, mm-hmm. and then every good guy must have one and two guns, and. I, I, it's probably never going to be, be enough. enough yeah
0: well uh, two things one it's uh, some degree of uh, devil's advocate to mention but uh, there was the you know they do unfortunately run together but there was a recent church shooting where there was what somebody overheard it from across the street and he had a gun and he was able to take the guy out so you can have anecdotal evidence like that but to Scott's point If, say, I I assume Pennsylvania is not a concealed carry state, but just say it was and everybody had one, then when the police show up, then it's like, well, everybody's got a gun, so now you don't really know how to defuse the situation. But to the other thing, uh, to one of the other points that Scott made, referring to it as a political uh, thing, I think is very important that it, it, of course, it is very easy to point to Republicans and, and the NRA, but I also understand that there was a time when, there have been many times when uh, Democrats have been in control of both houses and the White House, and we've also not gotten any kind of comprehensive change. I mean, the, the Brady Bill was like the one thing that I can think of that was any kind of, you know, step in a direction. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, several of those provisions have actually been uh, negated like or walked back. Fire. Yeah, right. exactly. Politics, well, but that's what they left. And the assault weapons NRA, ban too.
2: The assault yeah. weapons ban that was in the
0: nineties right. as well.
1: The NRA contributes to Democrats as well. Well, as that's, that's the point I mm-hmm. wanted to sure.
0: make. Yeah, that it's that re- it just it's very you know it's a it's a Washington is broken problem. It's a money to a, in politics yes, problem. Right. Money politics. We in pro- just yes. talk about
3: that all day and all night, and you will get somewhere if everybody agrees that that is the fundamental problem. That's uh, if not causing at least contributing to every other problem that we're having right
2: and the problem is yes, you're right that when Democrats controlled, unfortunately, they were too focused uh, during the recession in 2009 to 2011 that they didn't focus on some of those things and they could have and there are red state Democrats that would be more reluctant to support something like the Joe Mansions and uh, th- those people that w- would be a little bit more reluctant. but yeah, no, it's definitely, but if you were looking politically, you clearly see sure, you, I, yeah, I, 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 it's not yeah. like a 50-50 thing it's here. not a 50-50 it's way more but it's also on it's, not,
0: it's not you know a 99-1 90 mm. you know, no, 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 it's definitely just a, an overall problem and right. uh, you know the last time I checked the NRA has a lot of money uh, so uh, so you we hear about this and uh, the mayor of Pittsburgh says for President Trump you know not to come because uh, it's going to do more harm than good and you see the amount of Protesting mm-hmm. there was uh, mm-hmm. in the streets. Uh, you know, various groups were organized, but also just people were angry mm-hmm. uh, and some of the things that signs said. And uh, it, it, it's rare that you can find uh, bipartisan unity on uh, much of anything. But in not going to Pittsburgh with President Trump, you had support on both sides of the aisles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans. And Democrats uh, were just like, "No, you go on ahead. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to go ahead and not make that trip. We're like, uh, we'll meet you there. Yeah, just, <laughs> just no, 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 we will not meet you there. <laughs> we we're we you know, they're saying not to go. No, I'm just like, saying like you go and we'll yeah, we'll you, be there. Like, sure, We'll, be we'll there. catch up with you. Yeah, no problem. Maybe, maybe we'll do dinner next week, yeah. Don. Uh, so and don't forget, we're all dressed in costume. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so I think that uh, I don't know. It, it's sort of telling about just where we're at right now obviously that look. people always have this kind of not always but as far as i can remember people always have this sort of deranged hatred in their in their heart and their minds and they'll act on it and you just you just see this sort of reaction to it and uh you know and you despite all of this you still have and despite the pipe bomb going to media outlets you have President Trump again doubling down on the media being the enemy of the state. And I know that, you know, Ben Shapiro is probably not somebody that a lot of people on this panel are like, oh, I, I agree mm-hmm. with what he has to mm-hmm. say. But that's an issue where I will regularly see people that I know retweeting him. Yes, I'm trying to point out that, you know, I, I don't I don't follow him, but I do see tweets from him yes, a lot. I do too. And this is the thing that, he, that he's just like. Yeah, he really needs to stop saying this. You know, so this is a, a very conservative, mm-hmm. ardent supporter of well, the Republican Party, uh, less a, a Trump supporter than anything. And I, I think it's more worth bringing out the fact that that he's saying this than if you know Shepard Smith is telling you to do it or or Anderson Cooper or mm-hmm. you know wh- whoever you know seem to be voices that you might hear this sort of thing regularly. Uh, so I I don't know. You definitely feel. It's funny because not funny, but the term tone deaf just seems tone deaf in this day and age, you know, but there's no better way to say it. It's just like, I mean, at this point, everything that it's not just President Trump, anybody wants to do, it's all it's it's pretty much all unchecked. So it's like, yeah, you can you have a, a group of screaming people cheering and you're like, yeah, I'm going to double down on how much they hate the media and people be chanting CNN sucks. And, you know, they're probably some of the same people who are like, well, you know, that 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 i'm using air quotes for those listening on itunes that bomb to cnn was a false flag so you know yeah and it just uh i don't know it's uh there's a lot that when you look at the when you just like try and catch up on the news it just makes you shake your head but uh there's less and less that can make you uh can make you even come close to a smile you know so uh but uh i i don't know where we go from here and i think that's the that's kind of the point you know uh Unfortunately, this shooting is is not the last one we'll be talking about here. I I I would love that if it if it were, you know, but uh it's uh I let us know in the chat what you think and uh if if you think that we're just missing the point and there is a solution, please let us know. Obviously, there are you know, comprehensive gun reform uh, ideas out there, but uh you know, you're not going to get people to to sit down and agree on them. I I don't know. Chelsea, you feel like fundamentally that that's really it. It's like No, that's
3: not the I, I don't think that's the right approach. The approach is on the money on politics, which then has the impact of allowing common sense gun reform to go through. That the majority of Americans believe in and agree mm-hmm. with. So just it's the it's a, the approach is or at least money in politics. Government
1: funded research that we haven't been allowed to do right. for that same reason. I'm not. sure I,
3: But in this post facts you know, life that we live now, I think even if the numbers were clear as day, people would still spin them in a direction Mm -hmm. that favors their argument. So I don't know if that would be helpful. Although Mm -hmm. I think 10 years ago, it may have been helpful when we still believed in facts. Um, But no, I think now it's really just changing the whole system of how uh, electeds get elected and who they represent.
2: And and I think a secondary thing is toning the rhetoric down. And Donald Trump is incapable of doing that, but it starts at the top. And if he, I was telling some of this today, if he even just came across and just said, Look, we need to stop this. I was wrong. I shouldn't even be doing this. Oh my
3: God. What would happen if he?
2: But I'm saying, like, it would actually make a lot more Republicans that may have been reluctant and not supporting him and other people to feel more comfortable supporting him. It wouldn't take much for him because the bar is set so low if he would start the dialogue of starting at the top and being like, This is not acceptable anymore. We've gone too far with the rhetoric. And, you know, if we tone down the rhetoric, that's going to help some of these people that live in these bubbles that then hear a person speaking this way and thinking that it's okay to do these heinous acts, and they're desensitized from living in their bubble. But until that rhetoric is toned down, um, the scary thing is I don't see it getting any better. In fact, I see it continuing to get worse because we're continuing to divide everybody instead of trying to bring them together, and he just cannot help himself. He'll, he'll He'll post one tweet, and the next thing you know, he's going on another rally. And calling, you know, enemy of the people, talking about how horrible Democrats are. I mean, he just cannot help himself. And he's very toxic. And I think until you see him removed from the Republican Party and they're back in the wilderness again, like the Democrats are now, so they have time to become a real party again and not be the party of Trump, that uh, this toxicity is going to continue. And it's very scary and very sad.
1: Mm -hmm. He he was lamenting today that he gets these – This tragedy, he gets blamed for it when no previous president Mm -hmm. has been blamed for shootings that took place under their watch. And it's like, you don't even see the connection. Like, of course, because previous presidents did not spout hate speech that is in line with what these shooters are Mm -hmm. doing. So, of course, they weren't. Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. blamed for these kinds well, of things.
0: I, I would say that even if, you know, you can't draw a clear line from sure. Trump inspired this, he's certainly not helping, no. you know, mm-hmm. even if it's not like, oh, that he was driven to do this by something that he heard Trump say, you know, uh, th- that tone doesn't help. And again, yes, you go back to the idea that the media is the enemy of the stage when uh, obviously... Uh, you know, it was the, the that same media is uh, what's responsible for him getting elected in the first place. Uh, in the chat, uh, uh, Atheist for the Cause, very vocal uh, this time around. Welcome to the, you know, I hope that the cause is our cause of the Trump report here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, but uh, it, it's sort of echoing the, the sentiment that you're referring to the idea of uh, this person doesn't get blaming Trump because there were shootings before and many others that had nothing to do with Trump. And yeah, that's absolutely true. But there is a there is definitely a tonal shift on discourse and things that people feel like they're, you know, people are more comfortable uh, saying things uh, than they were under previous presidents. And I uh, I I don't uh, I don't I don't cast the blame for everything to him because I, I there's no way to say that this same shooting wouldn't have happened on the same day if President Obama or Hillary Clinton were president. You know, I mean, there's there's no way to say that, because mm-hmm. how do you try and analyze why somebody with a. A little deranged mind does something like that. But that's why we talk about it, you know. Uh, and uh, by the way, Atheist for the Cause says I like you guys so far. So <laughs> really everything else kind of doesn't how matter. Did ask, how did you find us? Yeah, great question, yes. Atheist for the Cause. Good follow-up question. <laughs> and uh, and what cause are you at Atheist for? Uh, anyway, uh, plenty of other uh, things to talk about. Uh, Can I say real yeah, quick, please. though I
1: do. Trump is in a catch-22 in that... You know, people
0: were
1: (laughs) people were advising him not to go to Pittsburgh, but if he didn't go, he he'd definitely be criticized for that Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So it's he is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. In that respect, I do think that a solution to that would be as was it the mayor or was it the um, the head of the like one of the Jewish organizations who were saying, like, don't come until you denounce mm-hmm. white nationalism. That one wasn't
0: the mayor. The mayor was, was just yeah. like, come at a different time. Right. And then, yes, I, I believe that if uh, he
1: made a public statement just outright denouncing white nationalism. Like you were saying, yeah. like people would that I mean, that would I would I everybody would appreciate that. I don't know if just one statement would be enough. If no, I were a no, white no.
3: nationalist, I'd be not like, saying he's just saying that right, people right, right. told him Fix everything. To say that. Right. But, to I, but I, start. it's so to start. much his brand and mm-hmm. it's like so much sort of a, the, a fiber of who he is that a statement I don't think is going to yeah, do that, very much.
0: I, I also don't know anything. that. You know, white nationalists, if he is going to denounce them, are going to be like, well, Trump's not our guy anymore. You know, they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know who made him say that. You know, it's the same people that Mel Gibson would tell you made him do. It, I don't so.
1: know. I think if he if he actually made a statement now or in the future or whatever, I you those groups, I would imagine, like to publicly denounce. I don't know. I, I think it would make a difference within certain groups i don't know uh
0: and r scott brown does point out something that uh, you know i had read previously that uh, the shooter was specifically talking about the caravan and it being a jewish conspiracy Mm -hmm. so Mm uh you know i think that uh you know however a mind like that synthesizes anything uh one final point i wanted to make on this uh topic was that the rabbi for uh i believe for the same synagogue uh he said that uh he would have uh, welcomed the opportunity to meet with president trump and then after he said that he started getting hate mail uh so uh you know i think that that certainly doesn't help either you know i mean it's just like <laughs> i don't the, the, understand
1: the, the, the hate mail well stuff. yeah to, to first like of all a rabbi yeah right. and, and
0: it's just like look He's still the president. We get it. You can put all the stickers on your car that say not my president that you want to. He's still the president. There is something to be gained from speaking to him and having him hear what you have to say. You know, I understand. Look, a lot of people probably don't want their picture taken with him right now. Not, you know, in the next week. You know, <laughs> depending on uh, how the midterms go, maybe maybe uh, there'll be some more photo ops. Uh, what would it be on the 7th? But... Uh, you know, it's just those are the sort of things where you read it. it's just like, oh right, everybody's an asshole. I forget oh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to think that like, oh my god, Trump supporters are terrible, but and if I you're wonder, a Trump supporter, you're like, oh, the media's terrible, and no, just everybody's a, a potentially I an asshole. That,
3: okay, this is. I, I wonder if sometimes people are a little bit dramatic with their use of the term hate mail because if. A rabbi says, I would like to meet with Trump and somebody has a feeling about that. And they well then you got say, death threats. So yeah, okay, yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. legit but if mm-hmm. if people said I would I would urge you to reconsider this, he's a whatever, whatever, and have some just sharing of their sentiments on the subject, fine. I I would hope that that's still okay. Yeah, well, you no, I mean, look, that, oh,
0: ha- no. Ha- hate mail is, of course, something that you can say. I was specifically speaking about the, the death threat tone. Uh, some would say that this show has received hate mail, although I look at everything as a pair of eyes or ears that enjoy the show and everybody <laughs> loves it. So, you know, it's a different way to look at it. Uh, before we run out of time, which uh, often happens, uh, I did want to move on to this uh, birthright citizenship, uh, this idea that uh, President Trump is thinking of uh, signing executive order, which, you know, in the post-factual world, he doesn't need to sign it. He just needs to say a week out from an election that he's thinking about it. And, you know, that that helps remind the base where he's at on some of these issues and, uh, you know, could have also the negative effect, though. So I, I don't quite know if i mean you know look he has people who advise him at least i think he does i'm pretty sure jared i don't know about anybody and i mean jared kushner not the guy from subway um he's not really (laughs) well apparently he was advising whitey bulger but i think that uh it's just i I, first of all and i know it's uh maybe not strictly a legal issue chelsea can you Right, an executive order that's like yeah yeah that's not going to be true anymore or does it have to pass through you know does the supreme court what it's, has to happen it's a this? good
3: question uh it's there's thank it you it's the first it, one of the show doesn't so. say it um anywhere explicitly but let me ask you this can an executive order undo the second amendment i mean some people would be really pissed off about that so I, yeah my, my gut reaction that,
0: would be it can't but right it can.
3: so right no. it it cannot but this is this is really a two-part You know analysis first of all is it constitutional or not and what's very interesting about this is that on the surface just like on the surface of the the second amendment it appears to say one thing in the second amendment's case it appears to say the right to bear arms period and in the 14th amendment it appears to say you're born here you're a citizen Mm -hmm. but if you actually read the text there is a little bit room for at least argument You know, in the Second Amendment, that little bit of text that's in there is the well-regulated militia language. Mm -hmm. And in the 14th Amendment, it's a language of uh, the under the jurisdiction thereof, which makes it seem like, well, maybe this is only applying to uh, legal residents or people who are here lawfully. So somebody could take that to mean that if you're not here lawfully and you have a child, then that child is not given citizenship. But the... The more important question I think is, you know, the timing of this. I, I at first I was like, oh this is a distraction and then I saw a lot of sentiment online about being upset with people who are calling it a distraction. No, he's said things like this and then he's followed through on it. At this point 7 days before the midterms, it is kind of a a, a distraction, but it's, I think, for the purpose of what you said, Christian, to remind the base like, hey, these are the things that we get to do if we stay in power. An executive order, you know, it's that's not going to fly any more than an executive order could, you know, change uh, separation of church and state. It's just that's not how you do it. But it would be um, an interesting exercise for the courts to see how they deal with that. If he were
0: to try it, right? And hardly a legal scholar, but uh, Paul Ryan has said that Trump can't make these kind of changes without Congress or a new constitutional amendment. But it hasn't stopped Lindsey Graham right. from promising <laughs> that he's like, <laughs> "I'm going to get right on that bill." It's uh, it's all of a sudden Lindsay like
1: Lindsey Graham is slowly losing his mind. Mu- he's he, ju- he's just well, spiraling. I think he like once, just
0: woke up once, like was, a month ago. It
2: was like McCain is out of the yeah. picture, and now he doesn't have McCain keeping him in line a little oh, bit. Voice now of he's reason. Like, yeah. Now he's become a little bit yeah. Uh, Weird, it's weird. Um, but to go back to the executive order, no, it's not constitutional. Because if, if we're putting in saying it's constitutional, then basically you're saying that okay. Trump is a dictator and then he can make executive orders on anything he wants. It's with well, the guy uh, who, uh, like, he, talks sorry, so Trump, much. Trump isn't a
0: dictator uh, yet. I just yeah. wanted to, like, put But that's what I'm saying.
2: If you're saying that you can do an executive order to that and, and essentially change what the meaning of the Constitution, which, of course, is ironic given, given that the GOP is very textualist when it comes to the Constitution, but now when it's something they don't like, again, it comes back to oh, we can do an executive order and change what we think Or the, the part is. about
3: you, you you know, Obama did uh, right. executive uh, orders Too and many. there mm-hmm. were you know, oh my god, this is just lawlessness right. and then now Trump does it and it's well, but just the, kosher.
2: But the fascinating thing is, not even just Paul Ryan, but I've seen I have some hardcore friends and family members back in South that are just Trump supporters to the nth degree and even some of them had been posted to say that you know this is you can't just do an executive order even these people that are the biggest trump supporters are even saying you can't do it wow uh, this you, you, is, that's you, good you to hear cannot, what, a, what a
3: great day for facts right
2: like you cannot unilaterally change these type of things but i think like you're saying with the whole lindsey graham thing it's it's a way of putting it out there the base and then saying this is what i'd like to do now go and do it at congress and make it happen kind of thing um which going back to what you're saying earlier uh, chelsea it's it's even though there might have been some debate it's Been a conclusion for many years now that that is the standard that if a baby is born in the US just like if someone's vacationing here and they came over and yes we've had the whole thing with China having anchor babies and bring them over and there's been a lot of debate about over the years but it's been mainly looked at as this is done this is how it's been happened. And, and the reverse if you're a US citizen and you're overseas at like John McCain and you're born in Panama Canal Zone or somewhere outside of the US you're still considered a uh, U.S. citizen because your parents are U.S. citizens, even if you're born in France or Canada or anywhere now, else. This it, isn't you, an, an so, issue that comes before
3: the Supreme Court very often. Mm-hmm. And as far as I could see, the most recent case that speaks exactly to this is from 1898. Um, it, it was a case about uh, Chinese um, immigrants who had a child, mm-hmm. and the immigrants were here lawfully, and so the the child was given citizenship. But there's nothing since then, and clearly we have a different Supreme right. Court Right. But this isn't something that comes up every day. No, it's something... I I actually don't
0: know the answer to this. So what happens if, say, you're Mexican and you're vacationing in the UK or France and you give birth what are what are the policies of other countries? No, we're like the only one that really right. does Usually it. it's
3: yeah. the citizenship of your parents. Right.
0: Right. That That's, that's kind of what I thought. Yes. And, you know, I have two devices where I could have Googled it, but I just thought it would be <laughs> easier to, you know, talking into the camera. And...
3: But what I've been really surprised to talk to friends about who are from minority, Mexican mostly, that they are like, yeah, we don't really like it when they come over here and start having kids and applying for all these benefits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. Okay, I was a little bit surprised, a lot surprised to hear that, but it's not. Um, th- it, it's not something that just you know. Cr- I was going to say crazy white Trump supporters, but I should probably not use the word mm-hmm. crazy when I'm here trying to like tamper down. No, Kanye would be offended right. if you said yeah. crazy white um, Trump supporters. It's you know, it's it's also minorities, and I was, I was pretty surprised by that. But I think that what some of that comes from is you know working class people who see that people just come here and then are able to mm-hmm. get all, you right. know, medical and all sorts of stuff. I think there would be less resentment if we all had medical or Medicare sure. for all, something like that. Then sure. we wouldn't be so resentful Abs- of people who are getting that.
2: Absolutely. And of course, there's people that are taking advantage of that, like we said, with Anchor Babies that are coming over for the explicit pur- uh, purpose of taking advantage of this and being able to have a baby here, so that it is an. I mean, I've US heard of segment. people
3: do it from all different countries, Come from yeah. Singapore, and that's what I'm
2: saying. A lot, a lot of uh, yeah, definitely. It, it,
3: and it's so it's not just you know we think of it as you know stopping migrants from south of the border no. from having kids here, but all it really is all over the world because mm-hmm. there's an entire industry, yeah. uh, companies that mm-hmm. hosts women come you know here in your seventh month mm-hmm. and then come have your baby here. I know personally mm-hmm. somebody. Who flew here just to have her mm-hmm. baby here? Right. So no, I, it's a
2: it's a whole business. So, I mean, there is definitely room for negotiation on 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 that kind of thought process. However, the way he's going about doing it is not right. And and the fact is, we were and it goes back to our roots as being a land of immigrants and that we were open to the land of immigrants before that was abused. And the fact is, if you had a kid here and at the time that when we were, you know, this became sort of the de facto kind of rule that everyone lived by it was because we wanted more immigrants here and and at that time period and it was like okay let's you know if they're born here they're u.s citizens and let's you know americanize uh immigrants and their families but so I, that's not, how it kind I, of started in that sense and i can
3: understand people being upset at the you know it's being exploited and taken advantage of and i too can have a reaction sure. of like oh that's that's not cool to just knowingly do something but if we add up the cost to us um What's what what the harm it's causing, and I am sure there are valid um, points for harms and costs that it does have. But there are so many other more costlier, wasteful, mm-hmm. damaging things going on that need our attention first. That it's frustrating that this would be um, something that we would we would focus on. I mean, mm-hmm. can. I mean, you want to spend less on immigrants coming here, I'll, like, trade you. We'll, you know, we'll match that by removing some of spending from military. But these are the kinds of compromises I'm willing to have because— That's going to anger people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, sure, but, you know, don't tell me that you, you know, want to stop this because it's costing us money and then waste money in other areas. right.
0: Or I if do, you wanted to pitch, sorry, uh, if you wanted to pitch that idea in, in red states, say, instead of we'll take money away from military, we will take money away from reducing carbon emissions. And right. And will be like, oh, okay, exactly. yeah, yeah, we don't care yeah, about that. Exactly. Hey, what were you going to say, Tim?
1: I was going to say, though, what you were saying earlier about um, people being probably in like working class communities being um, upset over people abusing our benefit system. And maybe if we all had, I all had, you know medicare or whatever people wouldn't be so upset but i do think that's another example though of what you were saying about like money you have you you always want more Mm -hmm. because i know republicans i have a friend who i know uh, several people who are receiving government benefits and they are so anti-welfare so anti- anybody receiving. And it's like, you're living off the government, (laughs) and you're telling other people not to. It's the other.
0: It's the other, like we were talking about. Exactly.
1: So, I... I, People see what they want to see so Uh,
0: we do only have a few minutes here four to be specific uh so as we are a week out from the midterm elections i would uh like to uh turn to scott in a moment (laughs) and i don't need the specific numbers but some of your interpretations of things you've seen and as i'm talking about the midterms that's a great time to mention that we will be on the air live next tuesday night Uh, you will definitely be able to find us at 10 pacific there's a chance you might be able to find us at nine pacific for two Mm -hmm. hours but uh, we will definitely be on at 10. Uh, make sure you follow us. We'll give our Twitter handles out at the end of the show. Or there's always at TrumpReportABTV. We'll make sure to put the time on there. But uh, next Tuesday we'll be on at night because if we did it at this time, uh, I don't believe a single poll would be closed at that point. So there wouldn't be as, uh, well, as much. A, to talk a few would be, but on the East Coast. At 7? At Mm -hmm. 7 Eastern? I didn't even realize that. All right, well, but still, you know, none of the ones that anybody cares about. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I didn't mean it. Uh, So, Scott, your assessment as you sort of, as you look at the map before it's all colored in uh, a week from tonight. Um, Well, I mean, just from first impressions, the nice thing is that
2: that early voting is up Mm -hmm. uh, as compared to 2014. So that's a really great thing overall. I mean, I would just encourage, again, people to get out there and vote between now and when we're back next Tuesday. Um, that's incredibly important. Um, if we were to look at it, it still looks like the House would go Democratic. The Senate is a much harder path. Um, that would probably I, still I would Republican, say v-
0: nothing but, I've seen indicates that the Senate has any chance of going Democratic. But,
2: you know, it, it was always going to be difficult because of the way it was set up. And even 2020 will be hard for Democrats to take control of the Senate, too, even though they'll be more in favor. It's still not uh, just the way it's set up. You know, we have a lot of uh, Democrats in, in red states right now. that are having to defend themselves. Um, That being said, I think another thing that's often overlooked is the governor races and the AG races and some of those down the line that are going to be very important for redistricting in 2020 and also to kind of refill, replenish the Democratic bench. And we see a lot of states, especially the bigger populated states, that are trending Democratic in this cycle uh, for governor. And so that's going to be one of the ones I'm going to be really looking at closely because that's going to be kind of shaping these states uh, as we move into 2020 and also – um, if they're going to be less uh, open to Trump and uh, policies out of Washington during the next two years. So uh, Democrats, I think, are going to pick up quite a few seats of governorships, at least seven, maybe even more. And uh, like I said, I think the House that is, makes is it such is... a
3: tiny dent because <laughs> aren't we like behind like a thousand
2: uh, no, I'm saying Democratic is, governors, is, so yeah, seven seats. Where's
1: Florida and Georgia right now as far as... Uh, Georgia's they...
2: about tied, and Florida's been leading with the Democratic... uh, uh ...andrew Gillen the
0: whole time since... And the primaries. To just fast forward to a week from tonight, uh, we'll be talking about Ted Cruz getting reelected, right? I mean, there's. Uh, you know, I, I, don't look yes. at me like that. that's no, 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 what's going to happen. The, well, the, likely. I but, don't
1: like you and your but, predictions, but, Beto. You shouldn't have sent out
0: so many damn but, text messages. But, <laughs> but on the, October 1st, I said the Red Sox would win the World Series. Look, I can't help no, it. I just know. Okay. No,
2: but like the if, I, but the thing that's interesting is the Midwest is really trending back Democratic. It's the most Democratic out of the whole regions of, of the country right now, and those are the ones that helped give. Trump, uh, his unusual path to Electoral College Victory, and they're going way back to the other direction democratically for governors, for Congress, uh, for Senate. Um, you know, Democrats are, are heavily in the lead in the Upper Midwest, so Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Illinois. Uh, Ohio's a little closer. Pennsylvania. Um, all those states are trending uh, very democratic this cycle. That's um, so that's good. I, I don't
3: why, feel well, like right. I heard you say yeah. Texas
0: in there, so don't Beto <laughs> on Beto.
3: What? Wait, why? Why? Please
0: because people vote for what is comfortable to them, and even if it's a guy who looks like Count Chocula, who <laughs> you, you know, whose father clearly tried to have Castro killed, you know, th- th- there's, they just I, always I, vote for, they always vote to reelect but, the same people. But, 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 and it's Texas. You know, you know anybody from Texas, except for Brooke, who's here sometimes, but apart from her, you know, people from Texas, they're like, we're not going to vote for we're well, Yes, in like Austin, they're going to vote for Democrats. And but Dallas, it, in, in, and yeah, Houston. But, te- but, there's, but anybody's and, ever been to Texas, there's so much Texas beyond
2: that. But the point of, The bottom line is if people get out and vote that's what's going to change things and already dallas has broken their record uh the other day from their early voting record that they had in 2014 so the the Mm -hmm. bottom line is get out and vote and and statistically when there's a higher vote turnout it usually does help democrats so not saying never is never there could very well be a chance for the senate but it's going to be
3: christian's going to be wrong one of these days (laughs) and i wonder if it's going to look
0: we
2: didn't we didn't make a graphic that said the hillary report all right but But arizona and nevada could shift to democrats um you know, there's yeah, a good I mean, opportunity that, for that. Yeah, uh, for that, pickup.
0: that seems yeah like a little bit more. Phil energy. Bredesen
2: is right there in Tennessee. I mean, so there's a lot that could trend in the Democrats' favor over the past week. To, so just it's really today, Claire
1: McCaskill, Missouri, who's mm-hmm. up for de- Missouri Democrat up for election, she mm-hmm. she made a, a statement today about um, against immigrants, the immigrant caravan. So that's the a red state Democrat, you know, saying the, what they need to say in order to get elected and.
2: Yeah, in those well, states. Makes oh, me yeah. sad, but well, <laughs> uh, I'm
1: kind of I'm
3: interested in some of the ones closer to home for us. We've got yep. Katie Hill, who is yes. trying to, um, you know, we've got the last Republican seat in Los Angeles County mm-hmm. is held by Steve Knight, Steve Knight. Mm-hmm. and Katie Hill is um, perhaps going going to win that, and then down yep. south, we'll see if uh, Putin's favorite congressman, Putin's puppet. uh puppet, Rer- R- rocker, yep.
0: stays in. So. Lots. Yeah, there's a lot of lots about cat, yeah, well, will, so we'll talk a lot about uh, all of this next week, as I mentioned. We'll definitely be on at ten Pacific, maybe at nine Pacific. So uh, look for us. We'll uh, we'll tweet it out, and if you want to see tweets from me, you can follow me at Christian DMZ. That's Twitter and Instagram. Chelsea, where do people find you?
1: At Chelsea Galicia. And Tamara. You can find me at HeyTamara underscore on Twitter.
0: And S-Man. And you can
2: find me at S-Man eight zero, and get out there and vote. That's right. Uh, It doesn't matter who you vote for on election
0: day. Just so long as you vote. Actually, it does. Just so long (laughs) as you vote for the Trump report with your eyes and ears. That's what matters so much more than anything else. Anyway, thanks so much, everybody. It was a very lively conversation in the chat. I couldn't really incorporate it into the show as much as I wanted to, so thanks, everybody. And uh, we will see you again next Tuesday night. At least at 10 o'clock, maybe at 9. See everybody
1: then. <laughs> I Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV.
0: Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the
1: world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz
3: you later. <laughs>
1: the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.